Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Beginning though with Simon Rose. Order early for Christmas. So I understand. Don't be, don't be ridiculous. It's only no, no, July. No. It is July. Well, apparently, August, if you're listening to the repeat. Yes. Well, anybody who imports toys is saying they're going to have terrible trouble. So not only are toys like his rise in price massively before Christmas, but the chances are the shelves are going to be empty. It Why? turns out that the cost of shipping one of those standard, well, it's going to, it says here 40 foot container, but I wouldn't expect they don't measure it in feet. Um, but the standard container <laughs> to go from Shanghai to Rotterdam has, um, tripled in value when more than tripled 12 months ago it was two thousand dollars now it's over thirteen thousand dollars and of course you know if you're paying to import things you're going to have to pass on the the costs but apparently hasbro and mattel are both saying they're going to have to raise costs and also they're very worried whether they're even going to be able to keep everything in stock this so isn't due know, to uh Suez, is it that the, the ship no i don't I think the, the knock-on from that is gone i think the, uh, nobody's quite sure because um, people are saying they think shipping companies are coming up with, well, there's a woman here quoted uh, as saying they're coming up with farcical reasons for introducing higher costs. I think to some extent, of course, you know, they're trying to catch up with the the, the year in which everything yes. went completely wrong. Um, so nobody seems totally sure, but whatever is happening, I mean, I think you have to accept probably prices are going to rise anyway. And most people are now believing inflation is going to return, only not the Bank of England, the Federal Reserve. Everybody else thinks prices yes. are going to go up. Um, so order, I mean, thank goodness we don't have children who still like the latest toys. So we I still like the latest toys. Oh, well, that's true. Well, you've yes. been ordering for Christmas. I will. I will. I don't know what to order. I've not in the Christmas spirit yet. <laughs> no, that's true. What did you want last Christmas that Santa didn't bring you? Oh, um, probably an, ele- uh, an electric car. Right. Okay. Yes. Well, you probably ought to ask. We'd probably just start saving early. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Electric scooters, I understand, are all the rage. You know, you get two of them, and then we'll have four wheels. Left leg on the left scooter, right Perfect. wheel on the right scooter. Perfect. Yes. So we're going to talk gadget and gizmos, and you're going to, you never know, there may be something in the list that will do you for Christmas. There may just, but we're going to start If it's off- under a tenner, I'll buy it for you. <laughs> That's a challenge. I'll see what I can find. Okay. We're going to start off with uh, Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson, who are now astronauts, or rather than oh. not astronauts, because the uh, Federal Aviation Authority in mm. the United States changed the rules the day before Jeff Bezos took his flight. Uh, and apparently now, to qualify as an astronaut, you have to perform activities essential to safety during the trip. Otherwise, safety, you're just a tourist. To well, either safety to the planet, which involves repositioning you know, solar panels yes. or satellites, or safety to yourself and your crew. Well, I imagine they check their seat belt. What more do they need? Oh, well, there you go. I'm sure there's yes. always a loophole. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I hope there isn't a loophole on their seatbelt. Oh. Yeah. And they'll okay. find a way around it. Meanwhile, down to earth, Olympic athletes uh, mm. apparently have been getting a little bored and lonely while they're in yes. uh, Tokyo. So they've been advertising themselves on Tinder 
looking for looking for dates while they're in between training or perhaps after after they run their race. Right. Um, and lots of people are thinking, oh, I'd like to date an astronaut, but I don't live in Tokyo. So they've used an astronaut. The... No, we've moved on from astronauts. Sorry, an athlete. <laughs> yes, athlete. athlete. And anyway, they aren't astronauts anyway because they weren't performing. Um, yes, yes, yes. Activities essential safety. Exactly. Yes. So what what people are doing apparently is there's a paid for service on Tinder called Passport where you can change your location if you're traveling yes. a lot, and people are using it to change their location to Tokyo, so they can then virtually date athletes and not astronauts. I suppose they change their location to outer space. They could date astronauts as well. I wonder what the attraction of dating athletes is, particularly as they're probably going to pop home soon. I mean, the vast majority yes. of them can't be from anywhere near Tokyo. No, but the people who are, who are uh, dating them aren't anywhere near Tokyo either. They're just telling Tinder they're in Tokyo uh. so they can date the astronauts online. It's a it's bit a strange odd, isn't world. It? It's, it's a, a very, very strange world. world. And it gets no stranger than the Da Vinci DC 100. <laughs> What's that? You're not going to guess. A you're, painting you're you never can roller skate on. No, it's no a idea. motorbike. Not oh, only okay. that, it's an electric motorbike with a range of 250 miles, which is not bad for an electric mm. motorbike. It's a very curious-looking thing. The engine is entirely boxed in, mm. so uh, so you can't. Uh, it doesn't look like a, a motorbike in that sense. It, it looks like a sort of sci-fi model of a motorbike. It's only got a rear fork on one side. So on the other side, you can just see the wheel, as it were, floating in space. Very, very, very pretty. 0 to 62 in between three and four seconds. And we talked about this last week, and I said, I wonder why they changed it to 0 to 62 rather than 0 to 60. And it's because 0 to 62 is exactly 0 to 100 kilometres an hour. Oh, we should have thought of that. So they've gone metric. Um, Talking of metric, I may have Let's finish this this first. Let's finish this first. Sorry, my apologies. And... What the what's interesting about this motorbike is not only can it self-balance, it'll mm. also follow you around. Oh. So what do you mean you, follow you around? Well, exactly. If you if you go somewhere and you get off your motorbike, you think, hmm, I think I'd rather walk for a bit. You can walk for a bit and the motorbike will trail along behind you. Didn't that happen in one of the James Bond films? It almost or certainly it- did. Or was it looping or something? I can't help feelings. I've seen something in which somebody sort of whistles and a, a motorbike just appears. Oh no, a car appears in uh, in one of the James, probably several of the James Bond films. But the the motorbike is a wholly new thing because, of course, they couldn't stay upright, but they can now. Mm. Anyway, between so, twenty seven thousand of... and ninety thousand pounds. Oh, you're not getting sorry. that for Christmas, not from me, anyway. Oh, you promised it to me. I don't <laughs> like motorbikes anyway. Go on, then talk. Well, it doesn't look like a motorbike though. And it will follow you around. (laughs) So you follow you around with you saying, I've told you I don't like motorbikes, but it'll still follow you. How does it know who to follow? I suppose you have your keys in in your pocket. Oh, okay. Or you could just chuck your keys and say, fetch, and then you have to run after them. (laughs) That would be be Imagine in the the park seeing a motorbike (laughs) chasing keys. Yeah, you have to hope it doesn't worry deer. (laughs) <laughs> da Vinci, Da Vinci, come back instead of yes. Phantom, Phantom. I'm Here's now talking. Thing. Oh yes, when uh, when a motorbike worries a deer, yes, or let's take it down to real life, when a dog worries a sheep, yes, is it the dog or the sheep that's doing the worrying? Well, the sheep is getting worried. The yes. dog is worrying it. Aren't oh, interesting? Oh. Intransitive or transitive? Exactly. 
Exactly, mm. to use your technical terms. Anyway, yes. you're about to no, tell me something. Remember, I can never remember which is which, though, so I just use both. <laughs> <laughs> um, so metric, okay, we, we buy petrol here now in, in litres. Why do they still put miles per gallon on the gauges in the car? Ah. It's not an easy conversion to make, particularly when you're driving. I've tried this several times. It because I think if they put miles per litre, it would look very unimpressive. So if your car gets, say, 35 miles per gallon, that sounds pretty good. But if they say it gets, uh, at a rough guess, uh, eight miles per litre, you'd think that's a bit rubbish. Mm. So you can do the calculation. I find it incredibly difficult without that using was a, a calculator. Oh, OK. But I, see, I can't even do it to know that if you've guessed well or not. Let's have a Well, it's roughly four. Sorry, sorry. It's so tell me, I'll try and remember. I'll be travelling tomorrow. It's roughly four litres to the gallon, thereabouts. Oh, OK. Oh, that's easier than whatever equation I came up with. Uh, almost certainly, yes. <laughs> four four litres of the gallon sounds absolutely fine. Okay. And from uh, motorbikes to exercise bikes. Nice little segue there. Yes. Interrupted no, by neither the Neither of which you have any real interest in, I imagine. But yes, no, okay. no, indeed. Uh, and people who like riding exercise bikes, uh, a lot of them have screens. So they have a like, countryside yes. on the screen so they can ride it. Mm -hmm. And they can go around corners and they can go up and down hills. And as you go up and down hills, it gets harder to pedal going up and easier to pedal going down. So you get a varied cycle, except when you go uphill, you're not mm -hmm. actually going uphill. Or are you? Yes, you are. If you buy a riser, that's riser with a Z, of course. Yes. Just to annoy you, uh, which tilts up and down to simulate hills. Oh, Quite clever, really. Yes, that is clever. Reminds... $1,100, not including the bike. Not including the bike? Not including the bike. Right. Yes. Okay, another one, possibly, I won't go for there no well i, I wouldn't know what it to reminds do with it me though of a rather wonderful youtube video i saw of a, 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 a parent who made a sort of fake roller co coaster so what they've got on the giant screen in front of them is a roller coaster as shot pov point of view and the child is in a little um a laundry basket and as it goes up they tilt the laundry basket back and as it goes over the top they tilt it forward and they go around wonderful. the corner i wouldn't they be I, I almost want to be a child again that's a great oh, dad, great, dad know, thing, isn't it? What a wonderful! I wish I'd known that when my kids were younger. But you know, if you're coming around sometime, you know, let's you always have a go. Yeah, I'll bring my own laundry basket. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what now? On now to the Great Barrier Reef, which is apparently very impressive. Should you dive among it while it's still mm. there, of course. Don't you uh, have to go course, to Australia uh, in order to see it? No, you don't. No, no, you don't. Oh. Thanks to teleportal.fish, which gives right. you the chance to drive a remote-controlled underwater robot. Ooh. You can go down to 100 metres, mm -hmm. and a one-hour dive will cost between $30 and $50. That's about 15 to 25 quid, which is, which is not bad at all. Although whether you want to do it for a whole hour, of course, is, uh, is another matter teleportalworld.com should you fancy it and i must admit i rather do well it does actually sound good but again the same thing you can't help feeling they could charge two-thirds of the price for half an hour and do rather better i would thought yes and i would be absolutely splendid i'd have thought it would be absolutely but well let me know if you do it because it does yeah. seem like a good idea obviously you want to have you know pretty good quality screen to be able to see it in all its glory yes and a pretty good internet connection in order to, to crash into things 
Yes, but it is actually physically happening there and then. It's not just simulating. No, no, it's actually physically happening there and so, indeed then. And do you have to queue? I don't know. I haven't checked this out. Because we had yet, something similar, but slightly less romantic, perhaps, um, a while ago here, a couple of years, where you could you could actually pilot some sort of rubbish collecting barge yes, or something. That, that? That, that's right. That was in uh, in Holland. Yes. Uh, that was a very good idea. Yes. Yes, you, you, you would drive this barge around the canal, scooping up rubbish, which I think it's yes. splendid. Splendid. Possibly not as visually impressive as the Great Barrier Reef. Possibly I could, not. I could be wrong. <laughs> Let us quickly pause for breath. I'm sorry now, just to make sure you're not going to talk in the middle of this. Here we go. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadgets and Gizmos on Share Radio, where I'm talking to our tech editor, Steve Kaplan. So, where now? Well, we're still wearing masks, or most of us are wearing masks. A lot of people are not wearing masks, but they probably should be wearing masks. But because the government, in its, I was going to say wisdom, that's clearly the wrong term, have been told us we don't have to wear masks, then they're yes. not wearing masks. But those of us who do wear masks, we have those little sort of disposable paper things, which are kind of okay, but they're not very good. Mm. Uh, you can get a proper HEPA, H-E-P-A, air purifier, but the trouble with those is it makes you... Mm. Um, did you hear that? I was doing... Yes. So you couldn't hear me properly. Yes, no, I can't well, hear you Well, the LG Air is a COVID mask. They're not actually describing it as a COVID mask, but that's clearly what it is, with a built-in built -in microphone and speaker. Oh. Isn't that clever? A smart they, mask. A smart mask, exactly. Mm. They're only selling it in Thailand at first uh, to try it out, I suppose, see if people like it. Did LG not do one of smart fridge at one, one stage as well? I mean, I'm surprised they haven't got a screen on it as well, so you can also see the lips. That would be good. Yes, you'd need a very wide-angle camera built into it and yes. uh, internal lighting, of course. Yes. Well, I'm sure you can knock one up by next week. You love tinkering. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll make you one. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, interesting. It is, isn't it? No, the smart fridge, of course, was the fridge that with a screen on the outside that showed you what was inside. So you could yes. check what was in your fridge without having to open the door. I know. I know. Wonderful. I'm sure it's sold in thousands. Ah. Uh, Maybe it did. Yeah, maybe it did. Hmm. Personally, so, given the state of my fridge, it looks a lot better with the door shut. But that's anyway, true. that's uh, there we go. I think it's time well, for. Um, why, don't you, why don't you photoshopy, photoshopy, photoshop the contents of a really wonderful fridge and just stick it on the outside? Brilliant. Then yes, people will could, think you've got a smart fridge and a very smart fridge inside as well. I, as in, and I could fill it full of champagne and caviar and plenty of green vegetables to show how yes, how um, yes. five-a-day conscious I am. Yes, yeah. yes, five, five glasses of champagne, five helpings of caviar. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I think it's time for our crowdfunding time of the You're week. going to want the can... new one. Here we go. Oh, yes. Very up-to-date fanfare. Very up-to-date. And this is one that I think is of particular interest to Share Radio listeners. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of what we do is of some interest, but this one particular interest. It's called the Ticker Meter. Mm -hmm. And right. it's a 
if you want to check your stocks, you can check mm. them on your phone, of course, or on your computer. But these are little physical devices. They are about four inches wide by maybe uh, an inch high, and I guess mm. about an inch deep. And they display the stock of your choice. And you can uh, they have a little button that a little light that goes yes. green when the stock's going up and red when it's going down they use e-ink so they use very very little power while mm -hmm. they're running you can set you send your stocks to them from your uh iphone or android phone app and you can also uh, have uh, foreign exchange rates if you'd if you'd rather compare a couple of rates uh, I think it looks a really good idea. You could have a blue flash on your on the light if you want to be alerted when they go above or below a certain level. Sixty-seven pounds. Uh, at small discounts for getting multiples of them. They come with a power cable, and they even better. They come with linking cables. So if you buy more than one, you haven't got to have a a dozen power cables snaking off the back. You of only your have cable. one thing showing at one time. One on each one. Yes. It's a bit restrictive. I've never quite understood the tickers anyway. It seems, I mean, I haven't been in the markets for many, many years. It's always seemed to me that, that the Americans are obsessed with them and their financial programs always have a sort of simulation of the tickets yes. along the bottom of the screen, but they're not necessarily as interesting over here. But I may be completely wrong about that. I'm, I'm well out of touch. Well, I'm out of touch with everything, but I'm particularly out of touch with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it's on Indiegogo. It's called the ticker meter. And I think if you were very keen on your stocks and your shares, then this is probably a good thing to have on your desk. They look very pretty. Oh, but if it looks pretty, mm. then that's all that's important. All that's important. <laughs> Moving away from that, let's go on to camping. And you can camp. <laughs> Another subject which you have very little knowledge. I've, I have camped in my time. Have you? Uh, twice. I don't mm. think I shall do it again. No. Uh, and the alternative, the trouble with camping is that you're on campsites, which are generally not nice places to be because you're surrounded by other people swearing at their tents when they can't put them up mm. or swearing at their children when they have put them up. Oh, tents have become easier. A lot of them now, they, they're designed with these sort of wire things. You yes. undo a little thing and they just pop up. It's yes. the getting them back into it's the, the getting bag them that's back. the problem. Yeah. Exactly. Well, how about wild camping or rather unwild camping there's a website called wildpoint.com who just set up uh, where you can camp in people's gardens right, what no, sort of it's not as stupid as it sounds cheaper than airbnb it's from 20 pounds a night mm -hmm. uh the people who are four thousand people have applied to be hosts they have to have at least half an acre and an accessible lavatory uh, mm. Some of them will also give you uh, packed lunch and breakfast, and some will even give you firewood. But I think it's a lovely idea. Wildpoint.com, should you fancy that idea? And is that in the gone? UK, or is it somewhere bizarre? In the, the UK, in the UK. Mm. Don't you think I that's I'm tempted, but it does seem a good idea, yes. Yes, yes. I think my offspring might be very interested in that, yes. Mm. Well, I should certainly. Well, particularly, particularly if people are having trouble finding places to stay in this country this year. Exactly, exactly, and that's exactly who it's for. Mm, right. Yes. Okay. Good use of guns. Yes. Well, let's have one of these. I mean, you compose them. I feel we ought to play them from time to time. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, well, you are most kind. You live off the royalty checks. 
Exactly. Do you remember the mini moke? I do remember the mini moke. Oh, it's very trendy. Did the monkeys not have a mini moke? I'm trying to remember. Oh, almost certainly everyone. And, oh, and of course anyone. there was a there were mini mokes all over the prisoner as well, weren't they? The um, yes, exactly. TV series. There yes. were indeed. Well, the mini moke. Um, it was first made for the army back in 1959. Oh, who who rejected it? And then the the chap who made it gave them a slightly better version in 1962, mm. and they rejected it again. But then. It became a symbol of the springing 60s with people like Bridget Bardot and, yeah. you know, various footballers and people buying And them. then the army really rejected it. Exactly. Yes. But they're back. There Ooh. is a new Mini Moak, um, which has a waterproof roof, mm-hmm. uh, a removable and indeed waterproof seats, which is probably a very good idea. I don't know if the people who use them are incontinent or they're just expecting it to rain. Possibly the latter. You sort of expect a mini moke to be driving along a beach, I suppose, don't you? You do. You do. I like the idea. I'd very much like to have one. If they didn't cost £24,000, which I think mm. is a lot for a fun car. True. One assumes it doesn't do many miles per litre or miles per gallon. No, fewer miles per litre, in fact. Mm. As as discussed, see yes, above. Discussed, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, they're, oh, they're drafty. You can only use them in really nice weather and they don't go very fast. And there are lots of things against them. But it's, on yes, the other it's hand... It's really odd that they ever caught on in Britain in the first place. Well, <laughs> they, but they are gorgeous. Anyway. So, so on to... another thing you're not having for Christmas. Oh, you see, you keep promising me these things and then you're failing to deliver. No, it'd be too cold at Christmas. Oh, fair enough. So you're just thinking of my health and safety. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Fake reviews. Fake reviews are the scourge of, well, particularly Amazon. And the problem with uh, fake reviews is that they, they're, they're review farms you can go yes. to and you can buy, you know, a thousand reviews and they will flood it. So you'll get all these five-star reviews from people who've never actually seen or tried the product, yes. which is a, a, a really, a really poor uh, idea. And the UK government is now clamping down on them because they reckon that there are 23 billion pounds worth of purchases a year that are influenced by fake reviews. Wow. So what they're doing is fining companies found to be using fake reviews, and they are fining them 10% of their annual profit, which is actually quite a lot. But can it find them? Uh, they well, I suppose they can find them. It's difficult to track them down, but there must be algorithms yes. they can use to well, find that. Yes. It's hard to find them if you can't find them, but even if they're not based in this country, one would have thought. Yes. For some reason, into my mind pops the rhyme Old MacDonald had a review farm, but I'm not ah, really further with that. I think they've probably um, gone far enough. Is, and is there, is there some way in which you can tell if a review is, is fake? I tend to assume if there's only one review and it's anonymous, that I should probably avoid that product. But what what other methods have you got for trying to avoid them? If they are too enthusiastic, mm. I tend to ignore uh, five-star and one-star reviews. Right. Uh, because uh, they are both uh, unreliable. For example, uh, I was on Amazon this morning looking mm. at a uh, recording of... Um, Agatha Raisin with Penelope Keith. This was on the Animals and Audible, yes. which had lots of five-star reviews because I listened to it. It's very good. Mm. And one, there's one one-star review. 
where the reviewer said, product arrived much quicker than expected, but the box was damaged and tatty looking. Hmm. Now, that really doesn't help you to gauge whether it's a good recording or whether you should buy it. True. And there are some really stupid ones out there. So there's one from uh, a book by Jeffrey Deidre that I read, a review mm. that said five stars. Uh, the reviewer said, great tittle, haven't read it yet. So you obviously like the name of it. Oh, which isn't terribly useful. Yes. So I tend to go by wanting quite a lot of reviews there. And I, I always tend to look at the five and the one and hope it's got a lot of five and very few ones. And I'll normally read one or two of the ones to see if what they're saying actually has any possible merit. People who give things one-star reviews are simply, they've got a gripe, and they simply want to vent their, vent their right. bile. Don't trust the one-star reviews. Oh. And indeed, the five-star reviews, very few things are that good. Except this show. Except this show. Here's a review on Amazon of um, some trellis, uh, <laughs> and the reviewer put uh, three stars, has subtitled head, uh, headline wow uh the review saying great picture but the item never turned up and you do you... kind of wonder why he bothered writing the review yeah yes. here's a review of some dowel no pins. no more reviews i don't this, want to hear reviews of dowel this is pins. good this is good this is because uh, i was buying some dowel pins i read this review it said i've not used this yet but at the end of the day what can go wrong with a piece of pointed metal three stars Right. You know, um, it's, it is bizarre what people will write. I have many more of these, I, which I won't bore I, you with. I yet. like the comedy. Perhaps for next week, dig out some of those very, very funny ones that people put on. Um, I haven't seen one for quite a while, but sometimes people latch onto a particular product and start doing these incredibly funny reviews. Anyway, that Spirits is... was a good one. Oh, well, let's have a look. Let's have a look for, for next week if we get let's a chance. Let's do that. But that has been it from the five-star rated by us. Uh, Gadgets and Gizmos, uh, I'm Simon Rose. He's Steve Kaplan. We'll be back with more. Well, I was going to say more of the same, but it's not the same, of course. It'll be more that's different at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.